Welcome, everyone, to episode 363 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Will. Today, we are going to be talking about the most patriotic video game characters. Uh, it's fitting since the United States yesterday celebrated its Independence Day from the British Empire, or as they like to call it, Treason Day. Really? Which I, no, that's just that was a joke <laughs> floating around uh, oh. that I'd seen on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, <laughs> The, say, the, 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 the the full version is Happy Treason Day, you ungrateful uh, C-word. C-words. <laughs> <laughs> Which I found very entertaining. Um, but yeah, we figured it was a good time to, to do this. Um, it was kind of the last second brainstorm, right? Definitely, yeah. We, uh, like usual. Well, we were sitting there on Wednesday, the 4th of July. Dan and I were like, oh, we got to do Captain Spirit for this week. And then we realized podcast was today, yeah. the, day, the next day. So it, I was like, oh, it's Wednesday. I guess we'll just have to wait until next week to do Captain Spirit. So Yep. So now here we are. <laughs> here we are. Uh, so that's going to be our main topic. Do you have anything you want to tease for later on in the episode? Oh, man. I've just been playing Hollow Knight left and right. Gotcha. Yeah, I played a bit more Hollow Knight, a bit more Mario Tennis Aces. Um, nothing else new that I can think of off the top of my head, but yeah. So nice. let's get into it, Will. So number one, most patriotic video game character. This is not not a list. It's not going to be numbered in any way. Just uh, tell me who you got. Well, my number one, Dan, Liberty Prime from Fallout 3. Liberty, I, that was on my list also. <laughs> Nothing is more patriotic than it says the destruction of any and all Chinese communists. Um, mission, the liberation of Anchorage, Alaska. Um, let's see. Chairman Chang will fail. China will fail. Um, basically, the gist of this game is China. I think it's China bombs the United States. They send um, nukes back and forth. So the United States build this freedom fighting robot and... His name is Liberty Prime. At the end of the game of Fallout 3, I'm going to spoil it because the game's 10 years old at this point. You yep. bring it back together uh, and you do a attack on the Enclave. And uh-huh. it's super cool. And you're defending this giant robot that is pretty much shouting uh, patriotic propaganda. And yeah. It's pretty hilarious. <laughs> no, nothing says America more than a giant mech that spouts off uh, anti-communist propaganda. <laughs> and, I mean, one of them is communism is the very definition of a failure. Yeah, <laughs> which is another really good one, and it's just funny because you see these enclave soldiers charging at it, and this just robot shooting massive lasers at it and killing everything. And I think that encapsulates what America is about: explosions, yep. giant robots, and anti-communism. Yep, that's pretty. That's pretty much the United States uh, to a T. Yep. <laughs> okay, so that's my number one, Dan. Uh, my first one is Connor Kenway from Assassin's Creed Three. So, of course, the uh, awesome setting of the American Revolution uh, for Assassin's Creed 3, the game itself did not live up to its setting. Uh, it played very poorly. But um, nothing says America like fighting in the American Revolution. And the main character was a uh, an American colonist who was fighting against the British and a little bit against the American colonials, too, if they happen to be on the Templar side of things. But... Uh, too bad that game was a massive disappointment because what a cool setting. Yeah, you know what? That game had the most potential out of any of them for setting, but was probably the worst game in the series. Yeah, I mean, that's what caused me to rage quit Assassin's Creed. Uh, I traded in my Xbox after that after that uh, debacle of a game. <laughs> and you know what? It's funny to me with Assassin's Creed. My two favorite settings happened to be the two worst games in France during the Revolution. Uh, and, you know, the Revolutionary War time period. 
Which which Assassin's Creed was in the French Revolution? I forgot which one it is. Revelations. Uh, Unity. No. Unity. Was that one was that one bad too, control wise? Bad control wise, a lot of glitches. Um yeah, it's pretty bad overall. Okay. But yeah, no, I think I you know what, Connor Kenway is a character I never even thought of. Yeah. So that's America. a good one, Dan. America. America. That's right. All right, what do you got next, Will? I got Booker DeWitt. Booker DeWitt. Infinite. So his alias in more in the game is Martyr of the Revolution. He fought in the Revolutionary War. No. Which there's Oh yeah. Booker? Yeah, wasn't it the Revolutionary War? No. Which war was it? It was not even the Civil War, it was after that. It was um He fought a wounded knee. Which one's wounded knee? That's the where the, the oh, they exterminated the, the Native the Americans versus my bad. Regardless, it doesn't matter. Uh, Booker DeWitt, you know, fought for America. Um, The game is very... It's very... American propaganda is the word that I'm looking for. You know, there's a lot of, like, flags up there in Colombia. Like, the Colombian flag is kind of based a little bit off the American flag. Uh, So there's that. And, you know, Booker DeWitt is trying to save his daughter, you know, protect his family. Uh Mm-hmm. I think Booker DeWitt is all-American. To piggyback off of that, I put as an example of twisted patriotism, Yeah, I picked Zachary Hale Comstock. You know what? It's um, fu- that's funny because we didn't talk about what we we're going to put. No, we didn't. We <laughs> we decided what we were going to do and we left it at that. Yeah. Wow. So, um, yeah, I put Zachary Hale Comstock. He... Uh, twisted patriotism, obviously, his his uh, racism and white supremacy was was a huge problem, uh, with, uh, character flaw. But yeah, he uh, idolized the founding fathers, like to uh, um, they, you know they almost uh, immortalized them, godlike. There's the founding father statues in the garden when you first start the game, and their quotes are like all over the place. And yeah, uh, but he used that to and uh, twisted it to his own purpose, you know. Uh, which is it, never a good thing. Well, and you if you look at some of the enemies that he has, like the motorized patriot, I think it's what it's called, where mm-hmm. it's um, what's his face is the the giant robot with a George uh, Washington. It's George Washington with a big big machine gun, like yeah. you know that you know George Washington is one of the most patriotic americans and you know having to fight these giant robots that it's a good example of the kind of the twisted patriotism uh-huh. uh within the game yeah you know what bioshock infinite is very very american yes it is but both pro and con <laughs> definitely <laughs> kind of shows both sides there mm-hmm uh next on my list the president from saints row 4 which is why I have the Saints Row Four video playing in the in the chat if you're if you're interested. Oh, see, I'm kind of forgetting. Yeah, what yeah, because you you you're, you are the president of the United States as the leader of the of the Saints. That's true. Before the world that. is very quickly destroyed at the beginning of the game. Not to spoil anything for those that haven't played it, but it's been out for a few years, so uh-huh. uh, nothing says more. You know, nothing says America like being the president. So. Yeah. I mean, you fight despite, aliens invading despite, your country. Not just that, but you're you're a gang leader that becomes <laughs> president. That's why I love the series. Well, you know what? There might not be too far off of that at this point. Yeah. With this country, so. Yeah. So Dan, I got William. I haven't played these games, but I got William uh, Blaskowitz from the Wolfenstein yep. series. That's. I mean, you're killing Nazis. Yeah, which was our manifest destiny during the World War Two. Yeah, we got involved. So, you know, you're fighting for America because you know the Nazis control pretty much everything. So, yep. Um, I had I had Blaskowitz too. Uh, I played. I very very briefly played the old, the first Wolfenstein, uh, but I played the the reboot. I guess you could say uh, on PC not that long ago, and it was awesome. I have not played the second one yet. What is that? The new Colossus? Is that the second one? Yeah, that is. I have not played that yet, but I am going as soon as I get the opportunity. I'm going to buy it on a on a sale and and play it because I loved the first one. It was really good, and supposedly the second one builds off of that quite a bit. Uh, and it's up my alley. The whole 
story-based first-person shooters is like kind of my type of game, you know? Yeah. So. Um, you know who another one is, Dan? <clears throat> Who's that? And this character kind of represents the more the underbelly of the American people. Trevor Phillips from GTA Five. Oh, okay. He's that like redneck like character within the game. Yes. Uh, yeah. That, I need that, to say no more because <laughs> he's insane. That type of person, I've, it, I don't want to say underrepresented, but though that type of person is like often forgot about. We grew up around people like that. Yeah. Um, you know, it, despite living in the state of New York, we lived upstate, which is essentially Alabama, um, with with cooler weather. You know, we had we had a lot of those. Uh, we grew up around a lot of those types of people. It's funny because we live very north, but we had very big rednecks. Oh, yeah, our our small town that we grew up in is, is filled with rednecks, <laughs> which is fine. I have no problem with that. I'm sure there's a bunch of Trevor Phillipses running around Newark Valley right now. Actually, oh, yeah, okay. I live across from them. Yes. So yes, across the street. I can uh, confirm they exist. Yep. Uh, the last one I have that we haven't covered already is Guile from Street Fighter. Uh, he is the like American soldier in Street Fighter. I haven't played really Street Fighter that much. I'm not not into the lore, but he was he was one that kept coming up on on my list. So. You know yeah. what? See, I'm not. I'm very unfamiliar with Street Fighter, so. Yep, same here. Or fighting games in general, for me. Yeah. What else you got, Will? Uh, that's those four characters. Really, all that I had. I know Corey rattled off two yesterday. Okay. That were good, but I can't remember them for the life of me right now. And he said, "Don't forget." And of course, I forgot them. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, uh, so how about Venom Snake from Metal Gear Solid Five? See, I you haven't played. Member, founding member of the Patriots. Oh, okay. Uh, that group, when he saw its true purpose had, had been lost, has fought tirelessly to keep his vision alive. I, I really don't remember the story from that game, like, at all. Well, because it was kind of random, right? It was very random. <laughs> so, very yeah. Random. That's hard to keep keep track of everything. Yeah. Because even the first two hours that I played, I was like, what is going on in this game? Uh-huh. So, okay, Venom Snake. What about Solid Snake? Does he fall into? Couldn't tell you. Because I mean, they do have a game called Guns of the Patriot, which is the fourth one. Yeah. So. Uh, I found another one. You know, Corey's our Metal Gear expert. Yeah. So. He's, and like I said, I played through Metal Gear Solid Five, but I don't really remember the story. I just remember all the cool stuff you could do. Mm-hmm. I think I was the case for a lot of people. Uh, next one is Nico Bellic from Grand Theft Auto 4. Despite me just disliking that game, this makes sense. Uh, it says here on Arcade Sushi, an immigrant coming to the States in order to escape an extremely impoverished country and chase the American dream is just patriotic. It's part of the foundation of American society. That's a good point. True. I was ready to fight that character until I heard the reasoning. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right, because America is a melting pot of different yeah. cultures. So. Um, it was just just a bad game, you know. And you know what? And the funny part is, everybody would disagree with us. But you're right. Oh, everybody would disagree. It's one of the top reviewed games of all time. I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was watching because I almost bought Grand Theft Auto Five for uh, PC on the Steam sale. I didn't end up getting it, but I thought about it. And uh, even like Grand Theft Auto Five's controls looked a bit janky. You know, I know those other two really liked it, but I thought that game was not fun to play at all. Yeah. The only moment I really liked was doing the first heist. Okay. But that that was it. That was the only time I was like, oh, this game seems like fun. But those were few and far between to the point I was like, ah, don't even want to bother. I remember I sold it to one of our fans because I didn't want to play it anymore. Yeah. Uh, the, the last one I'm coming up with uh, on, on a few lists is McCree from Overwatch. You know what? I was trying to think of characters that, you know, encapsulated America as well, like in those multi multiple multiplayer shooter games. And McCree was one. Captain America in the Marvel games is another one. Yeah. I mean, obviously Captain thought, America. So I thought that was too obvious. I didn't. I didn't bring that one up. So and yeah, that's exactly why I didn't bring it up either. But McCree is yeah, because he's a cowboy. Yeah. 
you know, back harkens back to the Wild West days. And you can, you know what? You could tie in John Marston from uh, Red Dead Redemption, too, as another man's man, American, made, you know. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Okay. I think that's everything, right? Yeah, we got a couple characters out of that. Yes, we did. Okay. Uh, nibble bits, Will. Yeah, so it's been pretty light on news. Uh, so one of the nibble bits that I have is that the Battlefield 5's test phase is over, the first one. Uh, but the next one's going to be launching late summer. They don't give a specified date, but if I were to guess, it'd be end of August, maybe early September is when yeah. uh, they'll launch the next test phase. I think people really liked it, if I heard the general consensus correctly. Right. Um, it looked really cool from what I saw, too. Um, I'm definitely going to get it. Uh, I don't know on what platform or when, but uh-huh. yeah, it looked really good. Um, another one... Where is it? Oh, uh, so Pokemon Go is having a Squirtle community event mm-hmm. this Saturday, uh, which is going to be cool. And you remember from the anime, Dan, how it wore the, sun- or, yeah, the sunglasses? Yes. That's going to be the the, Poke- the Squirtle you can catch, which is a cool little, little thing. Um, nice. If that's it- one of my nibble bits, you know I'm really scratching the, the <laughs> barrel here. There's uh, There's been a lot of changes to pokemon go oh yeah um, trading friends there's trading friends lists uh you get gifts now from pokestops that you can send to send to friends so i've been playing a little bit more my wife and i have been sending gifts back and forth to each other which is usually like pokeballs and stuff which i always need pokeballs because i don't get to hit up as many pokestops as, as she does so yeah i think someone's firing off fireworks in my neighborhood yeah so probably. If, you hear a lot, if you hear loud bangs that's why I just hope it doesn't make the dog bark because oh. that will wake up the twins and podcast is off and not off, but it makes it more difficult. But uh, yeah, so like if you stopped playing Pokemon Go because you didn't think it was complete, now is kind of the time to get back on if you're yeah. at all interested in it. There, there's a lot of stuff they have like uh, quests that you can do too uh, for yep. extra experience, extra items and, and whatnot. So uh, it's definitely a more full game than it was when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And it, and it works, so that's the difference between now and when it when it when it came out. So yeah. So my last nibble bit, Dan, uh, I actually forgot about this until now. But Todd Howard put Sony kind of on blast. Recently. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he said he wanted cl- cross platform play between all of the consoles, but then he said that didn't happen because Sony's not as helpful as everybody wants them to be. Mm-hmm. Um. So I kind of think the Sony not letting crossplay is kind of becoming a big story now. Yeah. And while I get why they don't want to, because, you know, Microsoft refused to do it last gen. They're getting their yeah. butt handed to them this gen. So they're the ones pushing for it. Uh, there's a lot of different reasons for that. But I think Sony being the one that was so pro-consumer at the start, I don't know. It's a win-win for everybody. Like, I just don't. Yeah. You're not. The games that they're allowing cross platform play with are games that are just like, you know, multi consoles. Like, I don't understand yeah. the big hindrance to that. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people brought up that Microsoft didn't want to do it last generation. At the same time, online play wasn't quite as prevalent as it is now. And there wasn't games like Fortnite and Rocket League for that. I know a lot of people played like Call of Duty and stuff, but uh, really like online is almost a necessity anymore. And uh, I feel like it's a bigger deal this generation than it was last generation, especially when you have developers that are really pushing for it. You know, I don't know if Activision ever made a stink about uh, cross-platform play with Call of Duty last generation, you know? Yeah, yeah. So. Because you're adding PC into the mix, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with, with with Fortnite and Rocket League and, and, and all that stuff, so. Minecraft is another one. Yeah. There's no reason why there shouldn't be cross-platform multiplayer well, for those. Like, I understand that they want people to be in their ecosystem, but so many people are a part of their ecosystem already. Does it a really matter and like b we're already paying in my opinion it's never a big deal made but i think you know it's something that i've always wondered like we have to pay for internet and then on top of paying for internet we have to pay for these different consoles um online features like xbox live uh playstation network like we have to pay for that on top of already having internet like come on like why 
I would like to see the numbers too if it actually makes a difference in sales. If someone is actually gonna go out and buy a PS4 specifically so they can play, let's say Fortnite with their friends. Yeah, uh, you know if that if that is is actually a, a factor in sales. I don't know if there's any way to tell that other than polls, which you know are not particularly scientific. But yeah, I would I would like to I would be very interested to know the numbers behind that too. Well, then it comes down to Sony already has better games. Like they don't need a reason to try and get more people into their ecosystem because they have everything in place for people to want to get a PlayStation already. They have better games. They have a bigger player base. Like what, what, I mean, I don't know what else they need. They give out, they're starting to give out good games. Finally, for the love of God, like it's not the trash games that they were giving out earlier, uh, the past couple of years, but I don't know, like, they've done everything. They've done the legwork leg already. Like, it just seems kind of anti-consumer. And it's kind of annoying because it doesn't bother me because I already have all of the consoles. So, like, it doesn't uh, affect me all that much. But oh, yeah. it's just kind of an annoyance for people who can only afford maybe a console. And, right. you know, some of their friends have different con. Like, I just, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah. Those make sense. Yeah, so I, you know, as much as I am mad at Bethesda, but I do like seeing Todd Howard kind of put put them on blast a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Anything else, Will? Nope, that's it. Okay, I got a couple quick ones. The first one is that Lord of the Rings fans are remaking Battle for Middle, Middle Earth in Unreal Engine 4. So this is another, I guess it's EA being... Uh, a dump here, but I and I don't even know what happened. What what made me think of it? But one of the, one time, I really wanted to play the Lord of the Rings strategy games, and you just can't find them anywhere. On they're not on Steam. They're not on uh, uh, Origin. You just can't find them. Yeah, I think I think we have the discs from one of them somewhere, but I don't even have a, a CD-ROM on my computer. So you know, yeah. uh, that sucks. But yeah, fans are uh, apparently doing an Unreal Engine 4. Uh, the new project is called Battle for Metal Earth Reforged. Uh, shares the same name as Official Forebears. Uh, but the new engine has meant a co- all code is being rewritten completely, so it's a completely new game. Um, nice. But, you know, that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I've wanted to play these games too, and you like, like as you said, I can't find it on anything. I figured it would be on Steam, but nope. No so. can do. So now we might get an opportunity to play it, right? You'd think, but again, these things get announced and then they just never come to fruition. So that's true. Yeah. So don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. Uh, and then next, Twitch Prime. So members of Twitch Prime uh, or Amazon Prime people who have connected their account to Twitch Prime. Not only can you subscribe to our channel uh, and not have to pay anything for it. You get 21 free games uh, in July, which is quite a bit. It's quite a hefty haul. There's some good good games on here. Uh, you missed it already. Uh, hopefully you got it if you wanted it. But Pillars of Eternity Definitive Edition was from July 2nd to July 4th. Dang. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Metal Slug 3 you can get from July 3rd to August 2nd. The Last Blade from July 3rd to August 2nd. Twinkle Star Sprites from July 3rd to August 2nd. <laughs> Cube 2, July 3rd and 4th. Battleship Brigade, which is one I thought about getting on the Switch, uh, July 4th through 11th. Manual Samuel, July 5th through 12th. Goner, July 6th through 13th. Next Up Hero, July 7th through 14th. Ernog Unlimited, July 8th through 14th. Hugh, July 9th through 15th. Deponia Doomsday, July 10th through 16th. Observer, July 11th through 17th. Tacoma, which is one I'm going to get when it comes out. Uh, it's July 12th through 18th. The Bridge is another one that I'm going to get when it comes out. It's July 13th through 26th. Brutal Legend, which is a big one, is July 14th through 27th. The Red Strings Club is July 15th through 21st. Tyranny, which is uh, another Obsidian RPG, is July 16th through 18th. Broken Age, uh, which I played the first part of, is July 17th through 31st. The Framed Collection, July 18th through 31st. Serial Cleaner is july 18th through 31st and those are all the games so you do have to download the twitch desktop application to get these games but uh, once you get them and download them download them they stay on your computer as long as you keep them on your computer you have access to them so 
very cool. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff. I was I was surprised by how many games they're just giving away for free. Having Twitch Prime seems like it's completely worth it at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's just if you have an Amazon Prime account, you connect your Twitch to it, you get Twitch Prime benefits. I don't think I've even done that yet, but I am now. So yeah. there's always um, Fortnite stuff too, and they give you skins from for different games too. So if you play, I feel like there was Overwatch stuff back in the day and League whatever, of Legends, whatever popular shooter is out right now. Yeah, give out stuff so, for. So that's cool stuff, uh, and that's all for my nibblets. Will, how was your week? It was good. Uh, we had the Fourth of July which is our father's birthday. So it's a fun day. Uh, I had to work 5 to one thirty that day. So uh, I was unfortunately at work, and I actually had a request to tell this story. But I had a little accident at work, Dan. Huh? Uh-oh. Um, it's 5 a.m., and I get to work. I'm tired because, you know, having to get up at 3.45 to go to work, no matter you, – you go to bed at, like, 10, you're getting – four hours of sleep you know 10 30 this is not enough sleep at all it's too early so i do that and i'm in the bathroom you know dropping taking a number two uh and i have to pee so what i do is i'm looking at my phone completely zombie and i start you know peeing and i look at the floor (laughs) apparently i had missed the entire toilet so I was panicked at 5 a.m with this and i had to start like scrubbing the bathroom because i was embarrassed i didn't want to leave it uh, so I can effectively say that I've probably messed my pants more recently, Dan, than some of your kids. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> it's been a long time. Uh-huh. So, uh, that was my 4th of July story. So that nice. started the day off really, really, you know, good shape, you know? Yeah. But after that, you know, I got home, got to hang out with everybody and that was good. It's always, the 4th of July is always one of my favorite holidays that we have. Yeah. So it's not quite as relaxing for me as it used to be. Well, and you know what, Eric and our sister Allison were actually telling, saying the same sort of thing. And, but they kind of were saying that because they're not around anymore, it doesn't have the same effect. So I could imagine like for you, you know, it's yeah. not the, not the same. So good, but a little different. Yeah. Cause I mean, I used to drink all day and then watch fireworks at night, but now it's just, just, it's still fun. It's just a different kind of fun, you know? Cause like I, I spent the majority of it in the pool with my older two kids. Uh, and then my wife was with our, our twins. Uh, she had to be inside because it was too hot outside for them to be outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, she didn't want to go in the pool. So it means the twins weren't in the pool uh, that particular day. But then, you know, it stormed and we were inside and, and chasing everybody around and feeding everybody. And, yeah, you know, you know how it goes with, with little ones. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's got to be tough because you got like. Having four kids, you know, and a dog, it's just, that's a hard, that's a lot for you to do and try to control. Yeah, um, not so bad. But other than that, I'm trying to think of what else I did. I've been playing so much Hollow Knight. Yeah. Talk about it during what we played, but man, do I love that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for me, uh, we got a couple new things. We got an NES Classic. Ooh. Yes. Um, How is it? It's awesome. I don't what 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 day was it that my did it come out on Friday last week? I don't I feel, know. I feel like it, I feel like it re it was the 29th. I feel like it re released on Friday last week. Um, we didn't end up going anywhere to get one on Friday, so my wife went to Target first thing on Saturday morning, and they had six in stock, so she bought one. Because uh, she had to get a few other, she had to oh she had to get bathing suits because it was unbelievably hot uh, all last weekend. So we were at my parents' house in the pool every day. Um, so, but yeah, she was able to pick one up first thing in the morning at Target. Uh, they're available in in places if you search around mm-hmm. if you're looking for an NES Classic. Um, but yeah, it's a it's quite the little device. It's not that different from the SNES Classic. The difference uh, is it only comes with one controller, I think. I don't know if the previous version came with two controllers, but this, the SNES Classic came with two controllers. Uh, but the NES Classic only came with one. So they are going on sale, I believe, next week. You can get a second one for $10, which is not too bad. 
No, not bad at uh, all. So we'll probably be getting one. But I've, I haven't experienced. I haven't played too much with it yet. I just haven't had the opportunity. But my son wanted to try the old Legend of Zelda games because he's really into Legend of Zelda right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so saw those for the first time. I had never played those as a kid. So yeah, because we didn't have them, and I didn't play them in any friends' houses. So. What does he think of that compared to Breath of the Wild? Is he just like, oh, you guys used to play this? No, he's a lot more into it than I would have thought, but he is not very good at them, so he doesn't end up playing them for very long. Okay. Um, so he, we also have... Uh, I had Wind Waker, which he's been, been playing. Um, I have uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past on the SNES Classic, which he played. Um he tried Twilight Princess, which you got me a while ago, Will, for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, couldn't get into that because it's it, those are hard games, you know, and he's hasn't quite gotten the puzzle figuring out yet. Yeah, in, that in game's all a lot harder with the the older games with the puzzles are a lot more difficult than Breath of the Wild, in yeah. my opinion, at least. Yeah, Breath of the Wild, once you because there's more to do, like it, it, you could just wander around for hours and find stuff to do. Uh, whereas that's not the case in those games, you know, uh, I did have to help my son get through some of the parts on the, the great plateau, but not really like he was able to do all that stuff by himself after a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the other games, you know, it's, it's a little bit harder for him, but I, I it's making me want, Oh, and I bought skyward sword today too. Oh, nice. It was $20, um, for a digital Wii U code. So (laughs) I bought it, I downloaded it for him to play. And when we got home for him to play it, it, you need the Wii Motion Plus controller for it, That's which we don't right. have. Okay. Crap. So I ordered one. They I was thirty bucks on Amazon. I got the towed version of the Wii Motion Plus Wiimote. So yeah. that's supposed to be coming Saturday, so he can finally try Saturday. But I want to play all these games. They look yeah. awesome. You know what? And my my best tip for Twilight Princess, because that was my favorite Zelda game before Breath of the Wild, is and I meant to tell him that, uh, but I forgot on uh, yesterday. But the tutorial of the game is really long and boring, but uh, once you get past that, because it's like three, four hours of a tutorial, but once you get uh, past that, the game is really good, in my yeah. opinion. It's got uh, some of the best dungeon design. Um, good things you, about it. Yeah, you just you really just need to get past that bad part, and it's tough because it, it's a slog, and yeah. I can see why a lot of people didn't like the game, because getting through that is just a little a little too much, but after that, it's a, it's a really good game. Nice. Yeah, so that's uh, I, I actually want to play through all the games eventually because, mm-hmm. like I said, I never played through the first one. I never I never played the first one. I never played the second one. Uh, the second one looks interesting, real interesting. Yep. <laughs> I'll bring up. I feel like the first one holds up a little bit better than than Zelda two. Is that a link to no? Zelda two, the Adventure of Link. The Adventure of Link. Okay. So I'll call that one up in the in the video thing here. Why is I for some reason it's not letting me like scroll and close ads on the eh, who cares? Uh, so there was that. Oh, also with the Amazon Prime thing, Twitch apparel is fifty percent off. So I ordered myself a Twitch shirt. It was seven fifty. It came today. I ordered it. Well, I guess Tuesday, mm-hmm. and I figured I'd get get here friday or saturday because of the holiday but it was two days and one of those days was the fourth of july so mm-hmm. uh, so that was awesome uh oh me and, and uh, last saturday my wife ordered the game of thrones blu-ray and digital hd versions so Ooh. it was a it was a hundred bucks which is the by far the cheapest it's ever been yeah, uh, that came today too. So I unlocked the digital versions, which uh, goes on to Vudu or iTunes. We don't have anything iTunes, so uh, we used Vudu, which I have a few movies and stuff on. So I was hoping it would connect to Google Play or Amazon Prime because that's where most of our video stuff is. But Vudu is acceptable, I guess. We just got to uh, get used to having multiple platforms that all do the yeah, same thing. Yeah, I know it sucks, but yeah, because it's not going to be going away, unfortunately. No, uh, I feel like some of them will allow you to pick a couple different sources and I can't remember which service it is, but mm-hmm. like I activated them on, on our Amazon, on our Google play and all that stuff. So yeah. Um, um I think that's oh, everything. 
I want to point out that we are a little over a week. Oh, uh, well, yeah, we're eight days away from Octopath Traveler. A week tomorrow. I can't freaking wait. So that game, my, I got to beat Hollow Knight because... Actually, no, because Hollow Knight's going to be digital, digital and Octopath is going to be uh, hard copy. So I'll be all right. Okay. Never mind. But, oh, you didn't have enough space on your... Well, I actually got a micro SD card. But oh, that's right. I kind of big games that I know are going to take a lot of time, like Breath of the Wild, like Octopath Traveler. I like having the hard copy and getting indie uh-huh. games and uh, smaller games like tennis or Mario uh-huh. Kart digitally. Yep. Uh, because that way, like, if I'm playing Mario Kart, if I'm playing Hollow Knight, if I'm playing Mario Tennis, like, it's only going to be for a couple matches. Hollow Knight, I do play a little bit longer, like, today, but... Uh-huh. Um, so like it's easier to do that where if I want to sit down and play something for a while just for whatever reason I like having the hard copy of those games yeah I hear ya so uh huh okay uh I think that's everything for my week uh so what'd you play Will? Hollow Knight Hollow Knight I, I know you played some Hollow Knight too I did I played quite a bit of Hollow Knight or so where are you at right now um so I I just got the Mantis Claw mantis thing upgrade so you can you can climb on walls i started exploring the fungal wastes is that what it's called yeah that is um having some trouble in there what happened was is i got i got it i got down there i got the the claw the you know the mantis claw but then i couldn't find my way out because i didn't have the map of that area yet and i i kept dying when i was trying to get out so i lost quite a bit of geo on the way out of there um, but I finally got out. I got I, I grind grind ground out some geo and got the got the map for that. So I'm getting ready to head down there. I kind I want to grind out and get some more pins. Yeah. Um. So I can you know keep track of where things are. So yeah, that's that's where I'm at right now. But that that game's just so good, so good. So oh, I still can't say enough good things about it. Did you end up getting a uh, the map for the fungal wastes? Yes. Yep. I. I I ended up finally finding my way out. It, that area was tricky because I couldn't find Conifer to get the map. And I was uh-huh. like, I'm completely lost right now. Yeah. Um, so, like, I was able... I was getting pretty lucky. I was doing a really good job managing my, my souls and, like, healing and everything like that. And I found uh-huh. a couple benches down there, which made it a little easier. Uh, and eventually I found the stack to get out. Okay. So I, I got out yeah. that yeah, I way. I haven't found that yet. But I found, like, I found a letter... Uh, where the map map guy is, uh, and he's like, ah, I I left before you got here, so uh, you can just buy the buy the map at my shop. So just like, God dang it, yeah. So that's when I was like, I better get out of here, and I couldn't figure out how to get out of there. Because I was like, with that area, I got to the one of the bosses of the area, the Mantis Lords, and couldn't kill him, couldn't kill him. But they kept on saying something about um, having to upgrade my nail because the nail is pretty weak, apparently. So I actually got to the next area, which is the City of Tears, uh-huh. and I found the guy in there uh, to upgrade my weapon. But now, like, I'm just deep into City of Tears. It might be my favorite area so far, the City of Tears. Nice. Uh, it's a really cool backdrop, and, like, I've just been in there doing things and stuff. But I'm at the point now where, like, I can't really... I have to kill some of the bosses here to get better stuff, and I'm having a hard time being able to kill any of them. Yeah. Uh, so what I'm trying to do is grind, grind out some geo. I actually got the Luma Lumafly lantern. Uh-huh. So now like I can go to the darker areas, and I found another area called like the Crystal Caverns or something like that, which is another uh-huh. really cool area. So I've been doing that. I want to figure out how I can equip more charms because I'm having I'm getting some cool charms, but I can't use any of them because I have no like spots for them. Okay. So I got to figure out how I can upgrade my charm slot so I can have more of them and get some cooler ones because I want I I guess you can have a really awesome character and like deal a ton of damage with them but I'm not at that point yet. Yeah. So and I know you can overclock your charms so I don't know how to do that either I can't remember I know they told you but uh-huh. but yeah no I've been doing that it's somewhat it, that game is so good I've put probably like close to ten hours in it at this point. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just, I'm in so into it. It's one of my favorite games this year. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's really, really good. Uh, did you play anything else? No, Dan, what have you been playing though? 
I played a little more Mario Tennis. I haven't played online. I've been working on the solo tournaments. I was finally able to beat the star tournament. It was against Bowser. It took quite a while. Probably I probably had to rematch him like five or six times. Uh, but it took me getting the hang. Oh, I it took me breaking Bowser's racket to ultimately win. He just I, seems to cover so much ground despite being one of the slower, more powerful characters. You know what? People are having a big issue with uh, Bowser Jr. too. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I have not come across him online at this point, but I haven't really played online. I really got that game more to play with, you know, as a family game to play together than than play online. Yeah. So. So that's that's been fun. Um, the the fun breaking the racket when you're getting your butt handed to you is actually really fun because you can yeah. still win that way. And it's so cheap, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I've been playing that. Have I played anything? I don't think I've played anything else that I can think of. Like I said, I want to get into the, some of the NES classic games and uh, some of the old Link, the old Zelda games that I'm that I skipped over at some point for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I, at the same time, I don't necessarily want to start anything new because Octopath Traveler is coming out next week, and can't wait for that. So, yeah, I mean. Between Hollow Knight and then Octopath Traveler, I might be I might not be playing anything until September when like the Spiral comes out. Yeah, there's I think there's a few things coming out over the summer that I that I'm planning on getting, but nothing too pressing. Do we know if Hyperlight Drifter is coming out on the Switch this summer? I don't know when it's coming out. It is coming out on the Switch, and it's supposed to be the like the definitive edition. It's supposed oh. to run at the full 60 frames per second. So I will be rebuying it and playing through it again because that game was awesome. Mm-hmm. So. I definitely, I'll definitely be getting it too. I played a little bit on PC, loved it, saw it was coming to Switch, so I held off. Yeah, it's re- really good too. All right, play anything else, Will? Not really. No. Uh, like I said, just any time I get, I've been playing some Hollow Knight. Nice. Okay. Uh, all right, let's move on to feedback, shall we? Let's do it. This is going to be a shorter episode. Uh, part of that is by design. I know Will's Will's in a hurry tonight, so yeah, a little bit. Okay, the first is from Tate, who says, "Sup guys, hope you all had a booming Fourth of July. My family and I spent the morning fishing, and it was nice because the fish were biting less than two seconds after getting our lines in the river. Fishing was one of my favorite things to do. Very relaxing. My wife even caught her first fish, which was cool to see how excited she got. Have any, have any of you guys ever gone fishing?" Uh, Stardew Valley does not count. <laughs> I listened to a bunch of the old podcasts during work this last week, and because of that, I ended up playing Shadow of War. It's a very fun game with a lot to do, but I'm playing on a harder difficulty, and I die constantly. Can't seem to get away from the millionth orc that surrounds me anytime I fight a captain, but it is a fun game. Uh, on, a, on account of mobile games, there's one I've been playing for two years now, and it's one I just pull up and play when I'm bored, and it's satisfying to play. Pokemon Duel. Have any of you heard of or played it? I could see Will liking it. Very fun game, and it is possible to progress in the game without spending any money. Also, from listening to old podcasts, I was wondering, is your dad, your guy's dad a football coach, or was he at some point? Another thing from old podcasts, my quote of the week from old podcasts is by Eric in one of the early episodes that was a gaming music trivia episode. The quote refers to Eric reading Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, man there was this one he, he said quote man there's this one part that even gave me a half chub end quote uh, i was dying at work laughing every five minutes uh spent talking about porn in a book anyways i hope you guys are all good have a good week taterade out um fishing yeah we've uh i've done plenty of fishing in my time what you've fished right will yeah i used to fish when uh we would go to bob's lake yeah there. our Yep, our uh, grandfather had a cottage on a lake in Canada, and we would go spend a couple weeks up there in the summer. Uh, and that's where I did the vast majority of my my fishing, um, catching uh, sunnies and rock mm-hmm. bass, the occasional pike, yep, uh, the occasional actual bass too, which is nice. A few perch, uh, but that was I like re- I like fishing too. It is it is very relaxing, and yeah, you just sit on a boat or sit on the shore and cast your line and. You know, reeling a fish. It's it's good stuff. Uh, my son has done a little fishing and he's interested in going, but it's it's hard with with four young kids. So maybe well, when they get a little older, we can go fishing. Well, the problem is, is 
you know, kids like to be constantly stimulated. Yeah. So if you go fish, <laughs> just make a day of fishing with Max, he might oh, yeah. be interested for about 15 hour, minutes. Yeah. yeah, and then be like, Dad, I want right. to do something else. I want to go play Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. So I want to fish in Breath of the Wild. No, I don't think you can. Well, you can kind of fish in Breath of the Wild. Not with a pole. Yeah. But. So you you do run that risk with, with uh, fishing with children. Yeah. Um, but yeah, bet, uh, one... The year after I graduated, I took my then girlfriend, my now wife, up to Canada with me. And uh, she caught, it was not her first time fishing, but she hadn't fished that much. And she caught one of the biggest bass my grandfather had ever seen caught in the lake. So uh, so that was kind of cool. It was pretty huge. It was like a, I don't know, 24-inch bass, maybe 26-inch bass. I remember that, yeah. It was, it was crazy. Big. So, um shadow of war yeah shadow of war is really awesome up until the very last act where you just have to repeat the same stuff over and over again uh but it's definitely worth playing up until that point i had one one captain that was just my number revisit that game and play it a little bit because it controlled so well too which was nice i want to but i I play it on the normal difficulty. I want to play it too. I never got around to it, but I have it downloaded on my computer. I just like I said, never. Yeah, I would play Shadow of Mordor first. I played it. You played Shadow of Mordor? Uh-huh. I thought you didn't play that one. I played about half of it. I never played through a lot of it, but I did play okay. it. Yeah, just because that one's a little bit more focused than Shadow of War. Yeah. Um. But there's, you know, a lot of improvements in, in Shadow of War 2 from, from Mordor, so that's good stuff. Uh, mobile games, Pokemon Duel. I am familiar with Pokemon Duel. My son plays it a little bit, but yes, I have same. not played it myself. I'm pretty familiar with that. I never gave it a chance, though. Yeah, it's worth a shot, Will. Give it a try. It's hard. I've really came out of playing mobile games. I don't really like as much as I like Pokemon Go and Clash Royale. I hardly play them right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but that's just kind of how I've been trending. I think the Switch has really killed all of that. Oh, definitely for me, too, because occasionally I would I would fire up a mobile game. But if you know, there's rarely a time where I'm going to be able to play a mobile game where I wouldn't necessarily have my Switch with me, you know? Mm hmm. Uh, if I'm going somewhere where I know I'm going to have downtime, I'm just going to take the Switch with me rather than, than play something on my phone. If I pull up my phone, it's to I'll usually read an article about something. So Yeah, because like, quite often like, I'd play something in bed or like if I'm in a room with a, lot, a bunch of people and we're all kind of chit-chatting uh-huh. uh, and I'm not as actively involved in the conversation, like I'll just screw around playing a game on my phone, but now I just go grab the Switch and yeah. play it, and that's what I do. Yep. So... Uh, and then our dad, yes, our dad is is and was a football coach. Right now he coaches the J, uh, modified team, which is junior high football team. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been at various levels. He coached JV for a while. He coached varsity for a little bit, uh, never as head coach. But um, I, he, he, I think he was head JV coach, and now he's head, uh, head modified coach football. Also, he is the head track coach. Mm-hmm. Um, at the school where he went and my kids go, mm-hmm. not the not the school that you and I went, Will. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, his reasoning why he likes modified is because the school that he coaches at, they're very they're state title champions. Yeah, it's a very uh, high pressure situation. Yeah, and he doesn't want to dedicate his life to watching film really uh-huh. and try to like do all of that so he likes modify because he's giving the kids a a baseline and the skill set to be able to go on to the next level and know the playbook you know know what they have to do so he teaches the x and o's at the the modified level with another person so he prefers doing that because it's a lot easier for him because he doesn't have the time to be able to watch hours endless hours of film yeah yeah he uh he teaches the fundamentals and he he, uh, you know teaches the kids to enjoy the game so Mm -hmm. which is good that's something that gets lost on a lot of uh, sports th- like today, in my opinion. Oh yeah, and uh, you know it's not just football. It, it's it's main and well school district. It's all the sports are are huge. You know this this year they had a national title winner steeple run. 
uh, steeple run guy, and their the girls' softball team won the state championship for the third year in a row. So yeah, uh, sports are sports are very high high pressure here, uh, and my son has zero interest in sports. <laughs> zero. So well, my daughter might be into sports. I don't know about my twins; they're too young right now to know. But yeah, yeah, my son will not be playing any sports. I don't think, which is fine. No, yeah, I mean, whatever. It's not what he's yeah. interested in. We have fun playing video games together. So I bet you'll have one. I bet Marco or Milo might might partake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my the older of the twins is by far our biggest child that we've had. So he's he's high on the percentile list and everything, whereas my other kids were uh, almost off the charts small. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, my twins are the biggest, despite being six and a half weeks early and and tiny preemies. They're they're both pretty big. Uh, my son Marco, in particular, is I think he's like seventy fifth or eightieth percentile for height. No way. Uh, which yeah, I think Max was like twenty or twenty fifth percentile for height. Well, ten or fifteen for weight. Now that I look at it and think about it, if you stood Marco and Milo up to Marlo, yeah, no, Marco's almost as tall as Marlo. Yeah, there's she's four. Yeah, there's not a big. They're they're almost two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you saying that kind of made me like, oh yeah, you know what? They are almost as big as Marlo. Yep. Uh, so that was from Tate. So thank you, Tate. The next is from Alex. Uh, this is Toby who says, I went zip lining my third day in Costa Rica. I guess the harness wasn't strapped in completely right. I broke my neck and I've been in the hospital for five weeks now. I still haven't seen the beach. It's nice to have visitors. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, first off, Toby sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I like the theme for most patriotic character and I would have to pick Master Chief because he would literally do literally anything to protect humanity. Yep. Uh, the Witcher is very patriotic to himself, and Super Mario is very patriotic to Princess Peach. Or is that obsessive? Have a good one, Alex. Uh, Master Chief is a good pick. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I our list was focused on being American patriotic, but I would say Master Chief is is patriotic to, like he said, to the human race, and would do literally anything to to defend the human race. So that yeah, opens definitely. the doors to Commander Shepard too. Commander Shepard, yeah. Same thing. Oh, yeah. Very... They were they were squared off, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Which one would do more to protect <laughs> humanity, Master Chief or Commander Shepard? That's our next debate question. That's our next <laughs> debate question. Uh, the Witcher, patriotic yeah. to himself. Uh, Geralt of Rivia and Super Mario, patriotic to Princess Peach. Uh, I would That's say he's crush. he's he's patriotic to the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. He's always defending he's, it. He's always defending it and saving its princess from Bowser. God knows that degenerate Luigi's not going to help. No. Luigi's sitting on the couch drinking beer. Or f- fighting ghosts. Yeah. He's more into the supernatural. Yeah. Uh, so the last, that was from Alex, so thank you, Alex. The next was from Idaho Jake, who says, Hey guys, thanks for the tips, and I will let Will pick one of my games from last week. When my son was done... When my son is done with basic and AIT training, you're getting Fallout 76 and ruling the wasteland. Sorry, no, this day in gaming history just ran out of time. Thanks, guys, and have a great day. Happy 4th. Thanks, Jake. By the way, Jake, when you get... um, If you're getting 76 for the Xbox... I think he has an Xbox, too. Um, We should all do a server if there's cross-play between PC and Xbox. I don't know how many yeah. people could be on a server, but honestly, I would love to do a thumbstick athlete server for that because that would be that would be the way I would want to play, you know? Yeah, like could you imagine like you, me, Johnny, his friend uh, Alejandro, uh, having like uh, Jake and whoever else like wants to yeah, be in listeners that, be that are not on PS4, I guess, because if they are doing crossplay, they probably will do Xbox, PC, and, PC and not. That's it. we'll have to we'll have to pay attention to that. I'd be, I'd be mm-hmm. interested to know because I would love to have a thumbstick athlete server. Yeah, like we'd be able to build like a little a little city. Like that'd be a lot of fun. I think. Yeah. It would probably make the game way way more enjoyable for all of us. Yeah, definitely. It's a great idea. And I will pick your game. I just need the list when we do the giveaway. Yes. Yeah. We'll we'll revisit that, uh, and then I'll send it to you right after the show. I think that's it for feedback. So, Trace, 
three. Yeah, let me call up the window here. So numero dos wins. That was Alex. Alex. Hey, good job, Alex. Uh, and it's one through one fifty, if I remember correctly. Yes, Alex. Yes. Like I said, if there's any blanks that you call up, we'll just re-roll. Okay. Um, should we pick Jake's game first? Oh, yeah. Jake has 30, which is Oil Rush. Uh, 94, which is Sam and Max, Devil's Playhouse. 73 is Vampire Legends, The True Story of Kisilova. Uh, 36 is Layers of Fear Masterpiece Edition and 76 is Elegy for a Dead World I see why he wanted me to pick Um, what was that vampire game? oh vampire something of Kisilova no that's not that one Um, 94 I don't even know which one it was. Three. <laughs> Vampire Legends, the true story of Kisilova. That one? Yeah, let's go that one. Okay. So I will highlight 73. Enjoy, Jake. Oh, 73, okay. All right, so now we got one through 150. Yep. The first game is 132. 132 is Gary's Mod. Okay. Next, 25. Wow, it's way up there. 25 is Command & Conquer Red Alert 3 Uprising on Steam. Okay. 32, you said? Uh, that was 25. 25. Duh. Uh, next is 78. 78 is... Runestone Keeper. Okay, Runestone Keeper. 137. 137 is Fear 2 Project Origin. I feel like Fear 2 comes up quite that often. comes up very often. I, there's two of them on here, so you wouldn't oh. think it. I feel like it was only Fear 2, also not Fear 3. I feel like all of the Fear games are in there. They are. Somewhere. Yep, they are, definitely. Uh, 115. 115 is Hammerwatch. Oh, hey, that's a good one. Yeah, that's uh, it. They, okay, so I did do five. I wasn't sure. Yep. So the games are 132, which is Gary's Mod, 25, which is Command & Conquer Red Alert 3, uh, 78, which is... Alex, if not, we'll email you in a few days to find out which game you want uh, from from the list of, of winning games. Uh, and thanks, everyone, for the feedback, as always. Uh, so next week's episode is most likely going to be on Captain Spirit. Uh, the awesome, Amazing Adventures of Captain Spirit. I keep getting the name wrong, uh, I, so I just call it Captain Spirit. But I think it's the Amazing Adventures of Captain Spirit, right? Yes. Okay. Um, that's what it is too so yeah that'll that'll be me and will uh possibly my wife i'll maybe i'll play it with her and then um cory played it so if he wants to be on he's more than welcome to i'm not sure no promises on cory no promises on cory yes we're not we're not sure about him so We'll, we'll try yeah um so, oh yeah, if you want to help the podcast and don't want to uh, necessarily subscribe to our channel, uh, you can subscribe with Twitch Prime, which costs you nothing. If you're an Amazon Prime member, you just go to you just do a search for Twitch Prime and it'll take you to the Twitch Prime page. You connect your Twitch and Amazon Prime accounts and you get a ton of stuff. I went over the games in Nibble Bits. Um, you get a lot of Fortnite stuff, um, free games. Uh, but you can also get once every 30 days you get a subscription uh, to subscribe to any channel. You can subscribe to our channel. Uh, it helps our podcast. Um, 
and doesn't cost you anything, which is awesome. I'm actually gonna, I'll thank our subscribers right now. So, mm. uh, Sick Kid Gaming, Reefer, uh, Geek, Beers, Shrew, and Narc are all our subscribers. And then Corey is a subscriber too. So, thanks um, everybody. Thank you to all of our subscribers. Uh, it's helpful for us. Um, yeah, I would like to. We would like to do some sort of subscriber benefit. I know we keep saying that we're going to do something, uh, but for right now, I'll just thank you at the end of the episode because it's very much appreciated. Uh, goes a long way in helping us. So um, that's everything, right? Yeah, that's all I've got, really. All right, that'll do it for episode three sixty three of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host Dan, and I'm Will. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement.